Are you a continual witness for Christ? The passage that we're going to see today, uh, we see the Apostle Paul in his great sense of responsibility to preach Christ. He preached to the Greeks, to the non-Greeks, to the learned and the unlearned. Paul was greatly used of God to reach many cities, nations, many people groups with the gospel. Some historians put the Apostle Paul going even to, to Spain and even to ancient Britannia, preaching the gospel, and he was a continual witness for our Lord. It was no wonder that the apostles and the first century believers turned this world upside down with the gospel. They preached God's word unashamedly. The world we live in also needs Christians today that would preach Christ with much conviction, zeal, and passion. Christians were actively involved in reaching others for Christ, that there are churches that would not lose sight of the need around the world for the gospel. Looking at this passage today, we're permitted uh, an insight into some of the truths and predispositions that the Apostle Paul had in his life that really molded and shaped um, his walk every day. And this morning, we're going to see these three, three revealing declarations of the Apostle Paul, Three declarations here this morning that reveal to us Paul's state of mind, what drove him, what kept him going, and explain to us also why, why he had this ministry, why so much fruit. So we're going to see these three revealing uh, declarations this morning, starting with this one in verse 14. If you look with me again, the Bible says, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. This first declaration I see here is saying, I'm a debtor. He's saying the Apostle Paul was, when he, was, he declared this, he was, he was stating his responsibility, that he was responsible to declare Christ, that he, it was his duty to let someone else know of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Christian, you and I need also to know that we are responsible to share the Lord Jesus Christ with others. This mandate of the Great Commission uh, was not only given to the apostles or to the, to the early church, the Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The apostles aren't with us. The first century believers aren't with us. And Christ said that he will be with us always, meaning that this, this commandment, this mandate of the Great Commission was given to the church. You and I as believers this morning, we, uh, we make up that, that church. Uh, we are given that mandate to go tell someone else. Here we see that our Lord gave the, the great commission to the disciples and the apostles, but the Lord gave that commission to us. This commission was a, give, a commission given to the church. The Bible says in Mark chapter 6, 16, verse 15, And he said unto them, Go ye therefore, go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. The responsibility is to reach every person with the gospel. It is your responsibility as it is mine. Apostle Paul said, I am a debtor. I am responsible. In January of 1975, Alfonso Chacon, the, the owner of a small trucking company, was deeply convicted and burdened for one of his employees. He, he saw that his employee would, yeah, he'd, he'd be responsible in his work, but after going, going home, he would drink away and he'd go look for women in the streets and, and, and be a womanizer, a drunk, and, and a drug addict. 
And he was just deeply convicted of the need of, of his employee to know Christ. So he started inviting him, come to my church. Come to my church. Come, come have dinner with me. I want to share Jesus with you. And he just kept insisting, insisting. Well, this, this employee of his, he didn't want anything to do with church. He didn't want anything to do with Jesus. But after so much insisting, uh, one day he woke up and he told his family, he, he told his wife and he told his kids, we're going to church. Well, they never heard that out of the mouth of, of their father and, and their, no, of the husband. And they, and they got ready for church. And they didn't really, when they got to church, they had never opened a Bible before. They had never heard Jesus explained as they heard that day in, in church. And, and, they, and they didn't, uh, this employee of Alfonso didn't accept Christ that morning. But he made the promise that he, he would be, come back the following week. That was the case. He fulfilled his promise and he went back the, the, the following week. And and then that morning, that Sunday morning, that employee of Alfonso trusted Christ as Savior. Well, Alfonso didn't stop there. He not only saw the need of his employee, but now he said, well, he's got a family that needs Christ. And he kept following up on them, and he went to, the, to his house and uh, continually uh, followed up on them, and uh, one after another. His wife accepted Christ, and his children accepted Christ, and there was one that would not accept Christ. He was just unbelieving. Uh, the one of the sons just wouldn't want to, didn't want to believe. After several months passed, um, this employee of his had completely changed his life around. He had, he had left his womanizing. He had left that, that bottle. He had left the drugs. And Christ had really made a, 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 a huge change in his life. And, his, and one of his sons, the one who had yet, he was unbelieving. He, was, he, he saw the transforming power of the Lord in his, in his dad. And he trusted also in Christ for salvation. Well, uh, Alfonso Chacon didn't stop there, and he, he was convicted about this family, and he kept leading others of this family to the Lord. Well, this, uh, this, this man, Alfonso Chacon, was, was just a businessman. He, uh, he wasn't a leader of a church or a deacon, but he was a Christian. And he saw that he was, he, it was his responsibility to share Christ. That employee of his was my grandfather. Uh, Ricardo Jose Portillo, who was saved in, in May of 1975, um, uh, and he accepted Christ as, as his Savior, and my dad later accepted Christ also, um, and my, my, my dad, my, our family was completely changed by the gospel. My dad now pastors three churches as a missionary there in, in Argentina. I have uh, three sisters that serve the Lord, uh, one here uh, in the Ohio as a, as a school teacher, and, and my, uh, another sister as a pastor's wife in Australia, and another one who serves faithfully in our church. And, and, and you've heard a little bit of our testimony and Lord's, how, how the Lord's using us. I tell you that our life was, our generation, my family, was completely changed by the gospel. But because a man said, I'm a debtor, I'm responsible. He didn't wait till someone else maybe came along or or that my grandfather maybe had an OD, and, or, or maybe that he was uh, left in the gutter, drunk, and had an accident and dying. He said, I'm responsible now, and he went to share Christ. Can I tell you, Christian, this morning, you and I are responsible. We are debtors. And uh, everyone here ha can give a testimony that someone took the time one day to tell you of Jesus Christ. Someone 
someone took that responsibility, took ownership of the gospel and shared Jesus with you. Christian, you and I are responsible in reaching the world for Christ. You and I are responsible in reaching our neighbors, co-workers, family members with the gospel. You and I are responsible. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me, if I preach not the gospel. Apostle, this is again, the Apostle Paul saying, hey, I need to do this. It is my responsibility. Is, I, I, can't, I can't take credit. and I, It's not something that, uh, that really um, I'm boasting of, but I need to do this. Woe, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. We are all here today because someone did, did do that did take that time and did share Christ with us. I'm going, well, uh, someone that said that, yeah, I'm not going to wait till someone else uh, comes. I'm not going to wait maybe until he's sick or, or, in his, or, he, or, the, or the, the sin of this world has completely dragged him uh, 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 he's on, the, on the floor. But, you know, but someone took the time and shared Christ with us. The Bible says in Acts chapter 9, verse 15, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is chosen, he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Here is speaking of the Apostle Paul says that he was a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Let me tell you today, um, students, we are also God's chosen vessels to take the gospel to the world today. God wants to use us. God desires to use every single one of us to reach our families, our communities, our cities, this world with the gospel. Living as a debtor of the gospel would bring, would bring us to pray a little different. A lot of us pray and, and a lot of us pray just me, me, me. What I want, what I desire, my focus, my will. Lord, help me. You know, living as a debtor would, 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 would put in your mind that you're responsible to pray, yes, for that auntie of yours or that co-worker of yours or, or that, that neighborhood of yours that doesn't know Christ. Living as a debtor would, would lead us to, yes, carry that gospel track with us because we know it's our job, our responsibility. It would, it, would, it, would, it would put us in that position where the Holy Spirit tells you, you tell them, you say, and, you, and, and putting you in that position where you say, yes, Lord, I will speak. I will give that tract. I will invite him to church. I will share Christ with him. Living as a debtor should also bring, bring you to be faithful in, in giving, giving your tithes and offerings to the Lord, giving, when we give our tithes and offerings to the Lord and you're faithful, living as a debtor, knowing when you give, that, that, will, that will enable the church to continue this mission of reaching others for the uh, reaching others for the Lord. Giving to missions. Is, uh, if, if, if you live as a debtor, you, you know that you're responsible. Well, I, I, I heard other, other testimonies this week, as, as you did, and I, I, I thought, you know, I, I, in my mind, well, I, I want to have a little bit of a part as well in the missions program of Lancaster because I'm, I'm kind of a little uh, selfish spiritually because I want a bit of their fruit too. <laughs> I want to I I say that, yeah, uh, the Lord used me to reach Brazil. Lebanon. The Lord used me to reach Uganda and Thailand. You know, that's, that's our responsibility as believers to reach the world. Um, we see here that 
Apostle Paul, his first revealing declaration was that I'm a debtor. And that revealed that he was responsible. Secondly, verse 15, the Bible says, So as much as is in, in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. The second revealing declaration I see here, he said, I'm ready. I am ready. The Apostle Paul was saying that he was ready to preach to the Romans. Can I ask you today, Christian, are you ready to preach Christ? Paul was saying that if I were given the opportunity to go to Rome right now, if I was given the opportunity to share Christ and have fruit among the Romans, let me add it. I will go out. I'm ready. We hear messages of soul winning uh, time and time again. I remember being at, at, at West Coast and I was here, uh, I think, three years, three years and a half. And I remember sitting where you were, uh, you are, and um, uh, hearing time and time again about church planting and about missions, about soul winning. And, and, and I remember being uh, in, in just encouraged time and time again to go. And I felt, I felt many times like, yeah, I want to go, but I'm still studying. Yeah, just, just let me at it. But I, I, I need to finish, but I, I, I want to go. You know, our, our predisposition, our state of mind should be, Lord, I want to go. And the Apostle Paul, was, that was exactly what he was saying. I will go. He had that state of mind. From the moment that we received Christ as our Savior, you were put into the ministry of reconciliation. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the, the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Christian, you and I have the amazing and incredible privilege God has given us to bring people to Him. To bring people to His feet. To know, to know, the, to know the Lord. I, I serve in a country in Nicaragua that they've gone through, through several wars and, and still uh, feel a little repressed by the government and and with the, with the poverty and, 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 and poverty and just despair, uh, economical despair that's there, many a time we go and knock on that door and we tell them of, of the Lord. And, and a lot of them know of Jesus. A lot of them know, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and they can tell you that they can, I ask them, who is Jesus? And they'll say, yes, he's the Son of God and he is the Savior. But if you ask them if they're sure of going to heaven, they have no idea. And many of them feel like, why would God love me? Why would Jesus die for me? You know, we have that incredible opportunity to say, yes, God loves you with an immeasurable love. That he sent his son to die for you. That, and, and not only, so hey, he can be a little bit of add-on and you, you, Jesus is a part savior, but you have to do the rest. To show them that Jesus is all-sufficient savior. That he, he loved you so that, yes, he did shed his blood, and with his blood, you are completely, you can be completely redeemed. This is an a, a incredible privilege God has given us to share Christ. Can I ask you, but, you know, when we talk here, the, the, apostle, the apostle Paul was saying, I'm ready. There's several things that 
at times as, as Christian, we know the Lord and we have a testimony that we can give. Uh, uh, we know that we've trusted Christ. And, but there's sometimes there's times in our spiritual life that we don't feel ready. We've allowed things to creep into our life that instead of walking in light and in communion with God, we're walking in darkness. And when the Holy Spirit does come and tell us, hey, talk to that person, we're like, no. I don't feel, I don't feel like I can. I don't feel like I'm in the position to. You know, Christian, we need to be ready spiritual. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about you with some great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Many of us fail to declare Christ because we are weighed down in sin. The entertainment of this world has consumed us. It amuses us. We fail to be salt and light because we are not walking in light. The Lord wants us to shine and, and to, to declare and to, and to, be, uh, and to declare Christ and, and the truth of salvation. When it comes, when it comes the moment, you know in your heart that just that, that morning you, you filled your heart and your mind with that, with that wicked music. The day before you were looking, looking at something on your phone or your, your laptop that surely doesn't please the Lord. When the Holy Spirit comes to tell you, hey, declare Christ, you're like, in your heart you know, you're not right with Him. And you're walking in darkness. You know, Christian, we need to be ready spiritually. When the Apostle, when the Apostle Paul said, I am ready, he's not, not declaring just, you know, when, he, when you have that feeling, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach. You know, one of the things that, one of the things that the Adam, Adam and Eve, when they had fallen in sin, what did they do? They went and hid from the Lord. They didn't want to have communion with the Lord. They, they hid from Him. The same thing that if you and I are harboring sin in our heart and our lives, we will fail to be light to those around us. We'll, we will fail to declare Christ. There are things that we need to confess to our Lord, admit to our Lord, ask forgiveness, that we be clean, so that the Lord, yes, finds a ready vessel in us. Christian, if you're going to be ready to declare Christ, that means you're, you're going to have to lay those weights aside, that sin aside. If you're going to shine for Christ, it's time to walk with our Lord. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you for a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready spiritually, but also be ready doctrinally. The Bible says, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you don't want to encourage you this morning, don't go into your classes thinking it's just another step for my degree. It's just another class more until I, I'm out of here. Really pay attention. Uh, know that, you're, you're, um, that these classes really, they are equipping you to be a more effective soldier of the Lord. Stay awake. I know I struggled many times staying awake. Dr. Getcher knows that. <laughs> In local church counseling, that was one of the hardest classes to stay awake. 
Not because of his teaching, just it was the time of the day. I think it was just more tired. You know, but can I, can I tell you, pay attention. It's not just for that GPA. It's not just lives, lives way in the balance. If you're better equipped, if you know the word of God when you're out there counseling that person, when you're out showing that person how, how Christ has shed his blood for them and you know the scripture, many, many, of, many of you are going to go to different parts of the world and you're going to deal with different, different things and you're going to have to know certain scripture to lead, Christ, lead people to Christ. And there's certain passages now because of where I'm serving that I know inside out. But there's other things that the other day, I, the, the first week I was here back in the States, uh, I, 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 um, I found myself with a Muslim man in, in a taxi and, and I said, wow, I'm so out of, out of, out of date with, with witnessing to a Muslim. I need to shape up on this. You know, can I tell you this? Um, every cost that we have, take, a, take a, in your heart, say, hey, this is Lord preparing me to be a better soldier for him. So that when I'm out there in my workplace or I'm out there in the streets and I've knocked that door and, and it comes out a Sikh or a Buddhist or, or whatever they may be, that I have the scripture to show them how to come to Christ. Study. One of the most exciting parts of ministry right now in Nicaragua is that there are people who have come to know, know the Lord and now, now they're having a zeal and a passion to go share Christ with others. And they're learning that scripture and they're, they're memorizing the, the, those verses. I have an uh, there's an eight-year-old boy. There's, there's three of them right now, my son and, and, and two other, other boys who are learning lots of Scripture. And there's this one boy, eight, 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 I think nine years old. You know, he came up to my wife the other day. She, she said, Hermana uh, uh, Angela, I want to be a pastor one day. And you know what? You know, it's not just a saying, but he's learning Scripture. And, and, and we, going out, we go out soul winning, and he's, 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 he's zealous, and he's passionate, and he's He's telling everyone that with a tract, you know, someone's coming back here to explain it with you, but we're, we're coming to tell you about Jesus. But there are people studying. They want to learn the Bible, not just to have head knowledge or just to be fat in, in, in academics, but because they want to share Christ with others. That's one of the most exciting things. I get a text this, I, I got text this week, saying, Pastor, I'm witnessing to this person and you know, they replied this way. What would be the right passage? You know, they're trying to, they're trying to study. They're trying to be ready to, to, uh, to, to be the best soul winners they can be. Christian, we must be ready. Have that ready disposition. Kind of like those children in Sunday school that you ask them who, who can answer the question and they're all saying, pick me, pick me, I would do it. Well, the same way we should be saying, Lord, pick me, I'm ready. Lord, I will tell I will go ready spiritually, ready doctrinally. Look at this uh, third revealing declaration of verse 16. The Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The last declaration that we see here is one of the Apostle Paul just showing his faith and surety in the power of the gospel. He is saying, I, 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 am, I am sure that in the gospel message, we are, we are, there is power. He is showing his faith and surety in that. 
He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection that man should be saved. Jesus, the gospel, Christianity, in Paul's day, was not a popular subject. They had much opposition. The religious leaders of the day were opposed. The local Jewish government was opposed. The, 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 the Roman government was opposed. The pagan sects were opposed. Christ was not a, a readily or popular message in their day. Even so, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I know what the, I know what the gospel can do. I know what this world needs. I know that Christ can make the difference. Verse, verse um, and, and think about it just right now, here with a lot of testimonies we had this week, many places, I'm thinking of Indonesia. Indonesia is not going to be an easy place to go soul winning. A lot of hard people, a lot of opposition. But that doesn't mean that our, our brother missionary shouldn't go, shouldn't preach. No, as he goes there, he, he's, trusting in the, he's trusting the fact that the gospel has power. He's trying, there in Brazil, with many different religions that there are, they're trusting that, yes, as he preaches Christ crucified, that there will be those who come to salvation. We should not be ashamed of this message, but work, push, invest, so that many more can hear of the forgiveness of sin that God gives through his Son. This was not a popular message then, and it's not a popular message now. But yet, we still need to preach it. We still need to declare Christ today. Paul was greatly used by the Lord, knowing that he was a debtor. He was ready to go, and he was not ashamed of preaching the gospel. Can I ask you today, this morning, believer, are you ashamed? Embarrassed to speak of our Lord to someone in your family, your workplace, your community? The world that we live in today, and with all their wicked agendas, has no shame. And they declare very publicly their agendas, sharing their wickedness, homosexuals marching the streets, public clinics where they abort children, pornography displayed as entertainment. The world is not ashamed of their message. A Christian, you and I, should not be ashamed of Christ. We should boldly declare, declare our Savior as, as Lord. Christian, we should not be ashamed of the gospel. Let us not fall on the line of being tolerant or growing nearer to this world to win them. God's love led His Son to die for us, to make that sacrifice. We Christians, knowing the love of our Lord, need to show that love by sharing Christ with them. Our community needs Christ. Our world needs Christ. For the message that we have is a message of hope, of forgiveness, of salvation. We cannot and we should not be ashamed of preaching our Lord. If you have received Christ as your Savior and you have savored His grace, you experience His love and, and you know of His salvation, we should not keep quiet. The Bible says in Psalm chapter four, Psalms chapter 40, verse 10, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. For when Jesus came to your life, can I tell you, believe if you've, if you've trusted Christ as your Savior, you know what it is to have His mercy. You know what it is to have His grace and His love upon you. We should not conceal that. The world needs to know of His love, of His redemption. 
Every time I share the gospel with someone, I can't help but tell them how, how Christ has forgiven me. How, how you and I, as miserable and wicked sinners that we are, Christ loved us so, and yet, and he died for us so that we could have salvation. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. There are still so many more people in your neighborhood that need a Christian that will boldly and unashamedly preach Christ crucified. Workplaces that need the light of Christ, schools that need a godly witness, a godly testimony. And then thinking broader, there are so many nations and people groups that need the gospel light through, uh, to pierce through the darkness, to pierce through the idolatry and paganism. And yes, we are living in different times right now in this, this moment with COVID, but that doesn't mean we stop being a witness. That doesn't mean we need to stop declaring Christ. The world still needs this message of our Lord. The Bible says, Mark chapter 8, verse 38, Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Christian, if you are ashamed of Christ, of his message, of his teachings, the Bible says he will also be ashamed of you. If you're ashamed to stand for Christ, tell, uh, tell your family you're a Christian or live as a Christian should because you're scared of how people might respond to that, how they might treat you. Well, be sure that Lord, the Bible says that he'll be ashamed also of you. If you look at how the Apostle Paul preached in the first century, the first century believers, it was clearly recognized and it wasn't them that gave themselves the title Christians. It was those who were watching their faith. It was, they were watching how they spoke and what they did and how they, how they conducted themselves. And they called them little Christ Christians. Can that be said of us today? In the way that we speak and where we go and what we do, they were not ashamed. We should not be ashamed of our Lord. The Bible says in Acts chapter 26, verse 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance amongst them, which are sanctified by faith, by the faith that is in, that is in me. Christians, don't be foolish to believe that new ideas or strategies will ever be, ever be more powerful than the gospel of Christ. I know, Christian, let us not be ashamed of our Jesus, of his sacrifice, of his way of salvation. We, not, we, we need to be sharing and making sure that men and women all across the world are, are, are sharing the gospel message. Um, if we look at how the Apostle Paul preached and how the, their testimony, there was just that surety and that, that gospel has power. Um. I remember the first time I preached in El Salvador, and I was raised in an, an Hispanic home, but I was raised in, in Sydney, Australia, and um, I spoke enough Spanish to communicate at home and uh, communicate with my parents, but not enough to be able to preach uh, a Bible message. I remember the first time I opened the Bible there in, in Spanish in, in El Salvador, and, and I, ha I had a go, <laughs> but um, I know it was rough. I know, that, I know that I was hardly understood. And I, I know that you know, my, the Bible reading was, was rough. And, and I, I remember that, that day that there was, there was a woman that 
that came up to one of the deacons of the church, and she said, you know, um, I want to know more of what that, that brother was saying. And, I, and that made me just stop and think that, hey, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be my talent. It wasn't going to be my eloquency. It wasn't going to be a, a giftlessness maybe that I would have. But it wasn't going to make the difference. What's the gospel? The Bible. So many today think that with, with different tragedies or different music or different style of ministry that and they're going to reach this world for Christ. Don't forget that the power is in the gospel of Christ. Don't go out of here thinking that, hey, I need to change the style of ministry. I need to get closer to this world. I need to change my music. I need to change my dress. I need to change just to be more, a little bit more relevant. Don't tell, tell, I'll tell you this morning that it's not about those things. The, the power is in the gospel. Preach Christ crucified, and there will be those who come to Christ. And tell you, if, if you're trying to win them with the world, you're not going to bring them from darkness to light. You're simply taking them from darkness to another darkness. We need to preach Christ crucified and have that, that assurance that Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. His surety was in the power of the gospel, of the saving message of, of Christ crucified. That was his surety. This morning, Paul, we see that was greatly used by God in his day, seeing many people turn to Christ for salvation. As we saw these declarations of the Apostle Paul, we, we see that uh, these declarations were simply formed out of a predisposition that he had. And he was used greatly of the Lord as a soul winner, as a church planner, as a missionary. You see here, he said, I'm a debtor. I'm responsible. I'm ready. I will go. I'm not ashamed. I will trust in the gospel. That was, that was uh, his predisposition. God sent his son to save those around us, those across the seas, and they need to hear that. And we are the ones commissioned with that responsibility. I'm a debtor. I'm ready. I'm not ashamed. Let's pray.